Twelfth Night, Act One, Scene Five. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Twelfth Night by William Shakespeare, Act One, Scene Five. Olivia, read by Elizabeth Barr. Viola, read by Grace Garrett. Maria, read by Elizabeth Clett. The Honourable Lady of the House. Which is she? Speak to me. I shall answer for her. Your will? <clears throat> Most radiant, exquisite, and unmatchable beauty. I pray you, tell me if this be the Lady of the House, for I never saw her. I would be loath to cast away my speech, for besides that it is excellently well penned, I have taken great pains to con it. Good beauties, let me sustain no scorn. I am very comptable, even to the least sinister usage. Whence came you, sir? I can say little more than I have studied, and that question's out of my part. Good gentle one, give me modest assurance if you be the lady of the house, that I may proceed in my speech. <laughs> Are you a comedian? No, my profound heart. And yet, by the very fangs of malice, I swear, I am not that I play. Are you the lady of the house? If I do not usurp myself, I am. Most certain, if you are she, you do usurp yourself. For what is yours to bestow is not yours to reserve. But this is from my commission. I will on with my speech in your praise, and then show you the heart of my message. Come to what is important, and I forgive you the praise. Alas, I took great pains to study it. And tis poetical. It is the more like to be feigned. I pray you keep it in. I heard you were saucy at my gates, and allowed your approach rather to wonder at you than to hear you. If you be not mad, be gone. If you have reason, be brief. Tis not that time of moon with me to make one in so skipping a dialogue. Will you hoist sail, sir? Here lies your way. No, good swabber. I am to hold here a little longer. Some mollification for your giant, sweet lady. Tell me your mind. I am a messenger. Sure, you have some hideous matter to deliver when the courtesy of it is so fearful. Speak your office. It alone concerns your ear. I bring no overture of war, no taxation of homage. I hold the olive in my hand. My words are as fun of peace as matter. Yet you began rudely. What are you? What would you? The rudeness that hath appeared in me I have learned from my entertainment. What I am and what I would are as secret as maidenhead. To your ears, divinity. To any others, profanation. Give us the place alone. We will hear this divinity. Exeunt Maria and attendants. Now, sir, what is your text? Most sweet lady. A comfortable doctrine, and much may be said of it. Where lies your text? In Orsino's bosom. In his bosom? In what chapter of his bosom? To answer by the method, in the first of his heart. Oh, I have read it. It is heresy. Have you no more to say? Good madam, let me see your face. Have you any commission from your lord to negotiate with my face? You are now out of your text. But we will draw the curtain and show you the picture. Look you, sir, such a one I was this present. Is't not well done? Unveiling. Excellently done. If God did all. "'Tis in grain, sir, twill endure wind and weather. "'Tis beauty truly blent, whose red and white "'nature's own sweet and cunning hand laid on. "'Lady, you are the cruelest she alive, "'if you will lead these graces to the grave "'and leave the world no copy.' 
Oh, sir, I will not be so hard-hearted. I will give out divers schedules of my beauty. It shall be inventoried in every particle and utensil labelled to my will, as item two lips in different red, item two grey eyes with lids to them, item one neck, one chin, and so forth. Were you sent hither to praise me? I see what you are. You are too proud. But if you were the devil, you are fair. My lord and master loves you. Oh, such love could not be recompensed, though you were crowned the non-peril of beauty. How does he love me? With adorations, fertile tears, with groans that thunder love, with sighs of fire. Your lord does know my mind. I cannot love him. Yet I suppose him virtuous, know him noble, of great estate, of fresh and stainless youth, in voices well divulged, free, learned, and valiant, and in dimension, in the shape of nature, a gracious person. But yet I cannot love him. He might have took his answer long ago. If I did love you, in my master's flame, with such a suffering, such a deadly life, in your denial I would find no sense. I would not understand it. Why? What would you? Make me a willow cabin at your gate, and call upon my soul within the house. Write loyal cantons of contemned love, and sing them out loud, even in the dead of night. Halloo your name to the reverberate hills, and make the babbling gossip of the air cry out, Olivia! Oh, you should not rest between the elements of air and earth, but you should pity me. You might do much. What is your parentage? Above my fortunes, yet my state is well. I am a gentleman. Get you to your lord. I cannot love him. Let him send no more. Unless, perchance, you come to me again, to tell me how he takes it. Fare you well. I thank you for your pains. Spend this for me. I am no feed-post, lady. Keep your purse. My master, not myself, lacks recompense. Love make his heart of flint that you shall love, and let your fervour, like my master's, be placed in contempt. Farewell, fair cruelty. Exit. What is your parentage? Above my fortunes, yet my state is well. I am a gentleman. <sighs> I'll be sworn thou art. Thy tongue, thy face, thy limbs, actions, and spirit do give thee fivefold blazon. Not too fast. Soft. Soft. Unless the master were the man. How now? Even so quickly may one catch the plague. Methinks I feel this youth's perfections with an invisible and subtle stealth to creep in at mine eyes. Well, let it be. End of Twelfth Night, Act One, Scene Five.